Welcome to another edition of the official Jets podcast powered by Amazon Web Services. We're breaking down Jared Davis, the new Jets linebacker. We have Dave Burkett on from the Detroit Free Press. He covers the Lions. He's a beat writer there. The Jets added some speed on defense with Davis. It seems like yesterday that he was coming out and he was drafted in the first round by the Detroit Lions, played four seasons there in the Motor City. Mixed results, but the bottom line, we talked about in our free agency previews across the board on all our platforms. What were the Jets looking for at the linebacker position? Long limb players who can play fast. And of course, Davis can play fast. He's got a nonstop motor. Davis ran a 4.62 40-yard dash at his pro day. In the pre-draft process, that would have been the second fastest among linebackers at the combine where he did not run. I think he was recovering from an ankle injury suffered late in the year. So you know he has speed, and there's also been this narrative since Davis has signed with the Jets or agreed to terms. The narrative has been that Davis maybe was misused in Detroit or maybe misused is a harsh word, but in a 4-3, he could flourish a little more than he did with the Lions. Well, no matter what system Davis is going to be in, he's going to be a run-and-hit linebacker, right? And and if you're favoring speed, this guy has great athleticism. And we've talked about the mantra that Robert Sala has brought here, and Davis fits the mold of the mantra, is that he, he he's going to get off the field in a hurry, and he's going to pack a punch. Um, it's going to be interesting to see ultimately where he winds up in mm-hmm. the 4-3, but I think you're right. I think most people would say he fits better in a 4-3 than a 3-4. Let's hear from Detroit Free Press beat writer for the Lions, Dave Burkett, a new Jets linebacker, Jared Davis. Now joined by Lions beat writer for the Detroit Free Press, Dave Burkett. Dave, thanks for joining us here on the official Jets podcast. Yeah, happy to be here. How are you guys? Doing pretty well. You know, the the Jets somewhat active in the beginning parts of free agency. Jared Davis now officially a member of the Green and White, a former Lion, of course. And, you know, a lot of Jets fans know that he was drafted in the first round in 2017. But other than that, not really a whole lot about him. So what can you tell us about Jared Davis? Well, look, I think Lions fans would tell you he was a little bit of a disappointing pick. Um, Maybe didn't quite live up to that the draft pick status, but I'll tell you what, I thought he started to show some things last year. They reduced his role a little bit. Um, he seemed to, to really thrive doing some of those things early on in his career uh, when they rushed him as a, they used him as a, a little bit of a pass rusher. I, I thought he did some good things there too. Um, beyond the football stuff, anyone in the Lions building will tell you he's one of the hardest workers that they had. Uh, you know, leader definitely leads by example type. Fiery football means a lot to him. So I think he checks off all those boxes that you want in the player off the field. Dave, we all know football is football, but could a scheme change help him? Not only is he getting a change of addresses here, but he's going from a 3-4 system in Detroit to a 4-3 defensive scheme under Robert Sala and Jeff Albrecht. Yeah, I think that's sort of what the thought around the league was. You know, I, I think maybe the, the money or the demand that there was for Jared surprised some people. But look, he's a talented player and he's still pretty young. And Really what happened, you think about it, he was drafted for one scheme when, when Jim Caldwell was the head coach back in 2017. You know, didn't play great as a rookie by any means, but then 2018, it's a different scheme, and it's a, it's a, either he's being asked to do different things, and, and that's where he was at the last three seasons. So I think um, that would be the hope, right, that, that maybe a change of scenery helps him. 
you know, the one thing, you know, he does have to improve in his pass coverage a little mm-hmm. bit if he's going to be a three-down linebacker. But Jets fans will love the tenacity that he plays with. He will absolutely lay some people out in the field. <laughs> you know, Jared Davis, when you look at what he did at Florida even before being drafted by Detroit, he ran a 4.62 at his pro day, which would have been the second fastest time among linebackers at the combine. Can you talk about his play speed and if you could see that on the field with Detroit? Well, that's one thing that Matt Patricia tried to rein in a little bit because, again, you know, throughout his career, I think the biggest issues were, were probably pass coverage and missing some tackles. And the one thing that Matt Patricia had said, I believe this was early last year, was that they were trying to slow him down because he plays too fast at mm. times, right? And maybe he'll overrun a tackle or, or overrun a, a read because he just he goes, you know, 100 miles an hour at all times. So um, I think he, he has the, the speed to be an effective player in the league. It's just a matter of lining that up and, and making the right football plays with that speed. Ten and a half sacks over the course of his Lions tenure. What made him such an effective blitzer? Well, really, it was a lot of that came in the one season, and, and he, um, I'm, I'm trying to remember if it was the year before that, maybe the year after, I think it was the year before, where he said he actually worked with, uh, you know, someone on some pass rush moves. The Lions were going to ask him to do a little bit more of that, and, and so he, he incorporated some of that in his game. So that's maybe an area that, that we did see some growth in, and that I was, frankly, a little bit disappointed that we didn't see him do that a little bit more you know, last season, um, because I, I think that that's an area that maybe he can have some success in. You know, it also looks like when you just look at his stats, seven career force fumbles, five in the past two seasons. What, I mean, is that like a strength of his? I mean, looking at the stats, it looks like it is. Well, I think that goes back to the tenacity. I mean, honestly, he, you know, he's in Detroit, he missed some tackles and he got beat on some routes. And, you know, there were some things that really frustrated some fans and I think coaches and, and him too, for that matter. But, you can go back and find some plays, as I said, where he just absolutely lays people out. I mean, he, he is a punisher on the field. Uh, and it's if he can hone that physicality and that speed that he has and, and maybe, you know, playing for Robert Sala in that defense and playing in a different scheme will allow him to do that. Um, I think that's what when you when you're when you're looking for on the bright side of this and you say, you know, why are we giving you know, a, a linebacker that that maybe wasn't a starter all last season, you know, seven million a year? Um, I think that's what it is because he can make some of those big-time plays. Does he have some position flexibility as well? Because I know a lot of people are wondering what ultimately is going to happen with the Jets as far as the way their linebackers are lined up across the board. But, uh, you know, when you think of Davis and what potentially he could do in this system, I say maybe they shouldn't get too caught up in, in terms of whether he's on the middle or actually on the outside. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, he, I don't think he's going to be an edge setter. He's, he's probably not quite big enough for that, but he's definitely, I think he can play, you know, any of those off the ball linebacker positions. Yep. Um, again, it's probably going to be, uh, you, you know, it, I don't know that he's a, a three down linebacker right off the bat because some of the, the struggles he's had in pass coverage uh, over the course of his career. But again, he, he has the speed, right? He has the tools, the, the skills. So if the coaches can help bring that out of him, I think he can be effective in, in, more, in a bigger role than he had with the Lions. Dave, you mentioned his role with the Lions last year, that he thrived in a reduced role, and you mentioned the coaching change. Can you kind of take us through his career arc and what his roles and responsibilities were like past couple seasons in Detroit? Yeah, you know, I'm trying to remember what he did each of those four seasons. Again, his, his rookie year, um, 
you know, I, I think he's feeling his way around the NFL a little yep. bit, right? He saw a lot of promise, and, and you thought, you know, this guy was going to be a middle linebacker, you know, and, and maybe be the anchor of the defense going forward. There, there were some of the same things, some of the, the struggles with the in-pass coverage and with the missed tackles. But, you know, Patricia came in. He was still playing as an off-the-ball linebacker. He still did that. But they asked him to, to rush the passer a little bit more. And um, I, I forget if it was 18 or 19 where he had the, the big sack season. But I thought he did that really well. And I wanted to see more of that out of him as, as the Lions sort of, you know, 2019, they drafted another middle linebacker, Jelani Tavai. Um, and so really the last couple seasons, they last year especially, they, they split reps. I mean, it was, you know, Jamie Collins, Jared Davis, Jelani Tavai, uh, Christian Jones. They were all playing, um, you know, essentially the same role. Christian Jones was a little more on the line. But, but the, you know, they, they had three of those guys that were playing an off-the-ball linebacker role, and really there were only two spots in the defense for it. So they just sort of reduced Jared's reps and Blonnie's reps a little bit to make sure they were both on the field. Packages, you know, Matt Patricia used to say. Dave, uh, across the board, a tough year for the Lions, tough year for the New York Jets, of course, as we know very well. But did you sense during the year that Jared – thought, hey, maybe I, I can get out of here after this year where it, obviously there was a change of coaches there as well. You never know what's going to happen on the horizon. But did you sense maybe this was a guy looking to his next step and maybe an opportunity to have a rebirth? Um, I wish I had a good answer for you there. But <laughs> given COVID, you know, we uh, there just was not much interaction with, with him on my end and, and with, you know, the players. It just was it was a different year, obviously. Yeah. So I don't I don't I never got that sense um, talking to people. I guess I never got that sense within the building. And I will say this when when Dan Campbell came in um, right after he was hired, you know, he was on one of the local radio programs here in Detroit. And someone had asked them about the defense. And he mentioned like two players, and one of them was Jared Davis. And just that when the Saints played the Lions last year, that number 40 Davis was a guy that they had circled in their, their room as, man, you better get a hat on him because this guy is going to come through and, you know, he's just going to, you know, knock the snot out of some people. So I think that's, again, what his strengths are, and it's just about harnessing that in the right way. Dave, what have your interactions with Jared Davis been like in the past? What kind of person is he? Yeah, again, I, I think. You know, anyone in the building would tell you he's a really good, you know, guy. Um, football means a lot to him. Hard worker. I always found him to be an out, upstanding guy. You know, if you needed a, uh, if something went wrong in the game and, and he was part of it, he was there talking, you know, at his locker after the game. And maybe he wasn't always in the locker room during open locker room period, but that's not be necessarily because he was he was hiding out and avoiding us. That's because he was in the weight room working or taking care of his body and, and doing some of those things. So, like I said, I, I don't think anyone would – would, would utter a bad word about Jared when it comes to being off the field. Uh, a final question for me would be, you're there with the Detroit Free Press. Uh, what was the reaction locally when Robert Sala was hired by the New York Jets? A Michigan boy, a yep. local product, uh, becoming uh, the head coach of the Green and White. I got a lot of people here saying, what are the Lions doing? How <laughs> could they not hire him, right? He's, he's a Detroit guy, a Dearborn guy right down the road from the Lions Allen Park facility, right? The Lions missed. Um, look, I, I, you know, I don't know exactly what happened with him and the Lions. I'm sure the Jets are glad it didn't, didn't work out there because uh, everyone I know here in and around, you know, the city that knows him, that's had interactions with him, speaks incredibly highly of, of Robert too. And we've all seen what he's like on the sideline. We all see how, how players respond to him. So, um, 
you know, obviously the, the Jets have some, some work to do on their roster like a lot of teams right now, but I think Robert's a really good coach and, and the Jets are probably in pretty good hands with him. Great stuff from Burkett and not only does Davis fit a need for what the Jets are looking for on the field when you think of speed and just the position he plays, but also another culture addition to this Jets locker room. He Coming out, everybody talked about the alpha dog mentality he had at Florida and Dave Burkett said that Everybody in the Lions organization talked about his work ethic, and he's a guy who's going to get after it. So, yes, what can a guy bring to the table on the field, Joe Douglas has said, but also what is he going to bring inside the locker room? And historically now, Jared Davis is the first external free agent to sign with the Jets or agree to term with the Jets in the 2021 class. All right. I like that. <laughs> and Jared Davis, another Florida guy. As yep. we know, he's the fourth Florida Gator on the roster. Marcus May, LaMichael Pirine. Pirine actually tweeted about the signing of Jared Davis. He seems to be very excited about that. So I'm sure EA is a little excited about that too. Anytime you add a Gator, that's a great thing. You know, it, it's interesting now what's going to happen when we think in terms of Gators, and we're talking here about Davis on the podcast, but linebacker position as a whole, I don't think the Jets are done there here early in free agency. I'm not saying they're going to hit a couple free agents, but they're definitely going to have a potential signing or they're going to draft somebody because you just look at the sheer numbers. Give us the numbers here, Greens. Right. There's not a ton of uh, guys on the roster right now as we sit here on March 18th, the day after St. Patty's Day, Lottie. So, C.J. Mosley, of course, is on the roster, but C.J. Mosley hasn't played football for essentially two seasons. Yep. So, that's a question mark. Blake Cashman on the roster missed essentially last season – and a handful of games his rookie year. After that, you're looking at John Daka, Noah Dawkins, Sharif Finch, who I believe has was like a pass rusher at Temple. Yeah. And in with the Titans, he was definitely a pass rusher. So how does he fit into this 4-3 defense? Uh, the, the linebackers Well, it's a big question. I mean, let's be serious. It's a question mark because, to your point, Mosley comes in, he signs the big deal a couple years ago. He was unbelievable in that first game against the Buffalo Bills, best player in the National Football League for three quarters approximately. <laughs> and then he tried to gut it out against the Patriots. Primetime game, just didn't have it. He opted out last year due to mm -hmm. family reasons. When Mosley has been on the field in his NFL career, he's one of the top linebackers in football, but he's been away for basically two years. So, um, you know, uh, there's a, a lot of question marks at the position, so it was not a surprise to see the Jets get somebody here early in free agency. And again, when you went through the names, after Mosley, a lot of unproven commodities. Yeah, that's a great point. I think the Jets, to your point, will either add a linebacker or two in free agency yeah. or even the draft. And the draft has some pretty good options in terms of linebackers and the Jets need to get younger at that position as well. So you'd imagine that there would be potentially a linebacker drafted. Off the top of my head, I don't think the Jets drafted a linebacker last year in Joe Douglas's first draft with no. the Jets. So Blake Cashman was the last linebacker drafted. And by the way, Blake Cashman, you would assume, could be a good fit in a 4-3 theoretically because Blake Cashman's known for speed, but Blake Cashman hasn't been able to stay on the field. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, you know, and that may might be a position that you fill on day two and uh, day three 
uh, the NFL draft. But uh, again, just from a pure depth perspective, not just at linebacker, the Jets are going to be very active in free agency as we continue here because there's multiple tiers in free agency. But it's it's interesting that Davis was the first guy that they came to an agreement with because there's such a clear pressing need. The great thing for the linebackers on this team is the defensive line is one of the primary strengths of the New York Jets roster. Quinton Williams at the top of the list, right? You bring in Carl Lewis, uh, Carl Lewis, the, speed, <laughs> the speedster, the former uh, track a champion Olympic. Let's put him athlete. at receiver. Uh, uh, no, Carl Lawson. He probably can do it because he's got the speed and explosiveness. But he's going to come in there and play on the outside. Fuller Runto Fadakasi, John Franklin Myers and company. So you you love what you have up front. Now it's going to be what is going to be ultimately those guys who are starting behind you. Right, and we'll continue to break down every player signed here with the Jets, even if it's just a reportedly agreed to terms. We'll still break it down. Right here on the official Jets podcast powered by AWS.